Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I do take issue with people who are very, very rich telling mm. us how to be happy when mm. actually the, the kind of the tell is that they're very rich. <laughs> what, just can't you afford just to put quartz up your vagina? Because <laughs> men don't like to talk about their bottoms. Well, you've heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> now it's time. Drunk Women Solving Crime Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by screenwriter and all-round legend, Sally Abbott! Yes! Thank you very much. Oh my God, Sally has written like all manner of things, but also crime things. So we got The Coroner, which you created. We've got (gasps) Death in Paradise, which you wrote. We've got Vera, which you wrote. Yeah. Nice! Mates! We've got a crime specialist here. Fucking legend in the studio! Thank you very much. Thank you. I do like to kill people. And get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Although not quite get away with it because uh, then we wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get my denouement at the end. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But okay. yeah, nearly get away with it. Okay, that nearly works. That's the tagline. Yeah. Idea of being like writing a crime drama and just being like, no, they got away. It's fine. <laughs> they got away, so I don't have to write the ending. <laughs> yeah. So Sally, we asked one question on this podcast: Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Oh God, I have been the victim of so many crimes. <gasps> oh, go on. So I've been. I'm not going to go near the heavy stuff. No, no. Okay. Um, yeah, many do. Because I, w- I was flashed at in a chip shop in Bristol. Oh my God! And I saw the police, and the police, and I said to the police, but I was really good because I did psychology at university. Oh. So I said I didn't get weapon focus, which is when <gasps> when you've got Sorry. a gun sh- for, aimed at you. Yeah. You don't look at the person's face because you just concentrate on the gun. Yeah. So it's same yeah. principle with flashing. Same principle. <laughs> but you don't look at that. <laughs> you look at the face. But anyway, I've oh also. Oh my god! I, I was love also, that you've had all the terms. Yeah, but I've also they been. Flashed um, the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been burgled four times oh, um, in Bristol again. No, I, I lived in I lived in Liverpool for years, had nothing, oh, okay. 
Uh, lived in Manchester. I had my car done over six times. Oh, I had God. it nicked four times. I was burgled twice in one place, and the second time was after my wedding. So they took all oh, my wedding presents. No! And the girls, you're gonna oh, they find this tricky. But they they stole this bag that I'd made out of a skirt, and I'd made it when I was like ten. Oh no! And in it was everything I'd written up until the age of twenty six. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 That's insane. I know. It's so horrible. So this is this this is the thing I'm gonna tell you because so these people that did I mean also I've I've worked with young offenders because I used to work in theatre, so I've done quite a lot of rehabilitation oh. stuff. Anyway, so um so they nicked all this stuff after it was after our wedding and we did a really stupid thing of talk to the local press who then put another angle on it, which I won't go into, but Ooh. it was pre pre-social media so that was good uh, but um mm. a few few weeks later i noticed this thing had uh, come out of my bank account Ooh. and what it was was they hadn't taken my checkbook but they'd taken out some checks at the back oh, oh my so i God. didn't think the checkbook <gasps> was stolen you never noticed and, checked. and are you ready for this Uh-oh. go on they bought their home insurance with it <laughs> So you got their address? I got their address. <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, they thought I was uh, Celine Burns, which is my married name is. I'm Sally Burns. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I don't know what happened, but I did tell the police about it. <gasps> um, so yeah. Oh, so wow. you got them now? So, well, I got, hopefully, I hopefully I got them. But it was, oh God, yeah, it was just, and I'm about, I just met my husband the first time I got burgled. <laughs> and it was really like full so it's on. It's like this thing you do together. Yeah, we just this <laughs> thing we do. Go and get burgled. Um, and we'll share it with you. We'd been in Asda when I was burgled. And I came back and it like, it just, because it, we just met like that week. And in fact, we got engaged that night. Oh my God. Because we got oh engaged God. after six days. Wow. And we'll be married this year for 22 years. Yes! Oh, That's yay. so cool, man. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. burglary story. Yeah. Yeah. So, what? ladies out there, if you want to bag a man, get yourself burgled. <laughs> yeah, get yourself burgled. Yeah, and it was because I worked at a theatre, so like our master carpenter came and fixed the door and whatever, and I was just like... Oh my god! But we we ended up leaving Manchester when the road we were on, where we hadn't been burgled, but the car had been stolen about oh, three times. And they, what they used to do was they would steal the car because they wanted to get home to like Wigan or whatever. Oh! And uh, we were in Burnage, where Oasis were from, so they Yay! would just nick the easiest car to nick, <laughs> go and park it generally near a swimming pool. Oh! Um, just drive it home, what? leave it near a swimming pool, and then you get a call from the police going, "Oh, your car's here." I mean, parked oh, wow. really oddly. And then you'd have to go and get it back. But then we had a shooting at one end of the road and a stabbing at the other. And we just were like... And, and every pub we went to had bouncers. Even though there were only three people oh, in, they still man. had bouncers. Wow. Yeah. I love the it idea of someone that steals a car rather than gets a taxi. I know. <laughs> but do you know what? The last... When they did it, the last time... They had removed because I hadn't put the car lock on it. It was like when you had wheel locks. Oh yeah. So they'd left that. Yeah. yeah, So they left that on my front step for me, along with the baby seat. Oh, oh, that's that's a lot of. Which is a little bit like a little bit uh, aggressive. A little bit aggressive. Like, "Mm, you should have put your lock on, shouldn't you? Wow. That's wow. weird. I know. I know. There you go. Oh my God. It's a sarcastic burglar. <laughs> oh, I'm in the worst. Also, like, yeah. I've got time on my hands because I'm so good at this that I can take, <laughs> yeah. like, because yeah. I'm sorry, I can make but a it statement. is hard to get a child seat out of the car. It takes like 20 minutes to do that. Do you know and I think it's more than sarcastic. I think it's a judgmental burglar. Oh. Well, that'll teach her. Yeah. <laughs> that is a mum's net burglar. <laughs> <laughs> So we sometimes say to people on this, like, what would you say? To, what would you say to that person who uh, stopped, like, stole your car but left the car seat, but was sort of sarcastic with it? Um, what would I say to them? 
Say it to my face, bitch. Sorry. Uh, I, I think. I, I, do you know what? It's like, oh god, this isn't very funny. And I know this. It's no, like, go cause, on. Because I work with young. Because I work with young offenders. Yeah, Having yeah. worked with young offenders, in particular, I work with burglars. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that insight. made me a lot less scared of the burglaries because I didn't ever think they were personal. Yes. Right. Okay. Because they never, they never think it's personal. Mm. Like we used to do. The, we used to do this thing with them where. We would we do a lot of research, so we knew what our burglars had done, what their you know what they'd yeah. gone down for, and we were working with probation staff and everything. And then we would create victims that would match the crimes they'd done. Okay. And with one of them, we had so we were hot seating this victim, <laughs> and this victim said, you know, I was upstairs when when you were burgling me, and I was really worried you were going to come upstairs and rape me. Wow. And no. I would never rape you. Then. All right, so you're just going to be oh. there, go. I'm not going to rape you, missus. I'm just yeah. going to take yeah. all your jewelry and all your money. Oh, yeah. guys. And it's like, like they just yeah. they just right. they don't they don't think of it and it's like wow. we used yeah. to do this thing with them about day two or day three where you'd say to them Can you bring in something that's really important to you and it might be it's it's the only photo they've got of their mum wow. or, or it could be a little thing they've got of their dad or it yeah. might be something that's tiny not worth anything sure and mm. then we go around and we take them all away from them and they go when you take that bag you're taking things in wow. it that we can't replace. Wow. And they used to get very, very, very upset wow. that day, at the end of that day, because for the first time they were having to empathise with the victims. Ooh. So I would, uh, wow. I would say to the person who did that with my car, right, okay, Give let's me a photo. your car. Yeah. And yeah. let's do, See what happens. yeah, and well. let's do, and let's do that. And, yeah. and, you, and also, like, you lazy fucker, get a taxi. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a three train, quid. Yeah. Three yeah. quid. Three yeah. quid. And it's up north, it would have been about two quid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that no. is one of the best answers. Yeah. It is really yeah. interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, it's like, that's proper. If you're a victim of a crime, you genuinely feel like the, the worst thing is going to happen. Yeah. And if, you know, and the idea that, a, you know, a perpetrator is there going, like, oh, no. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. A dialogue between yeah. them is actually how we solve this. But <laughs> was, we we did this thing as well. One of the other birds, which is where we did this thing called forum theatre, where you get people to rehearse a situation. So a situation where they would say, like, we would do things about, like, so let's call this guy Dan, right? So we would keep reenacting situations where Dan would get tempted to be a uh, to offend, right? Okay. And then you keep practicing in them. And then in the end, because every time I managed to persuade him to come on the rob with me oh. in character. <laughs> and in the end, we worked out the only thing Dan could do was run away the moment he saw anybody that he knew because he would just go along oh, with it. Well, that was the only way but to... he got caught in his first burglary because wow. he fell off a wall and broke his leg. And we were like, oh. don't do this. <laughs> just don't do this as a career. <laughs> Man, just say no, Dan. <laughs> just Sometimes say that's no. handy, isn't it? It's yeah. like, I was going to go for a life of crime, but I'm very clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Real liability to the team. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, you're out. You're out. Um, guys, talking of liability, Ooh. today we're talking about a true crime of a woman called Linda Hazard. And uh, she was a bit of a hazard. Oh, God, not Linda. Okay. You know Linda? No. Come okay. <laughs> But I've heard she's trouble. She's is a bit of a she bloody She sounds hazard. like trouble. Is that her real name? Linda Hazard was responsible for the deaths of more than 40 people. <gasps> oh, hello. Hello. That is okay. a bit of a hazard, okay, so isn't it's, it? It's not as lighthearted as it is. Her name made it sound. No. I know. I was like thinking like of the Dukes of Hazard, but of yeah. course yeah. that was a place, not a surname. I was thinking oh. she was in hot pants. <laughs> if at any point, if she's like sliding over the bonnet of a car and that makes it easier for you, that's okay. Yeah, what are, what are her shorts like? Guys were in the 1890s. Oh, so maybe no, no shorts. shorts. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, her underwear is looks the, like shorts. Yeah, but I don't think there wouldn't even be a car yeah. bonnet. Yeah. She'd be sliding over a horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, has anyone is, ever done that? Is it or more or less like sexy? Horse? I mean, Wonder Woman probably has, but she's just done everything. Yeah. That's the funniest fucking everything. image I've ever seen. <laughs> just somebody <laughs> sliding over two yeah. horses. Oh, hi, boys. <laughs> Getting caught in the rains and everything. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, Linda would call herself a doctor in the same way that Dr. Dr. Fox, Dr. Dre and Dr. Pepper would call themselves doctors. Wait, right, okay, it's the 1890s. Yeah. There it's were no easy. female doctors. How is she even... This is the other thing, yeah, is that she's even more... I mean, she but wasn't... But also, speaking of Dr. Dre, Dr. Hazard is like a fucking ace hip-hop name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, you would. Sorry. No, basically, she called herself a doctor and she claimed that she had a method that was a panacea for all manner of ills uh, because she was able to rid the body of toxins that caused imbalances in the body. What what shit was she selling? What was Ooh, she what was she saying? She could do wait, jobs. she's trying to detoxify people in the yeah. 1890s. Yeah, and she called herself a doctor. Wait, is this pr- this is before germ theory, right? I think so. So it's before germ theory, but it's after Freud. Ooh. So she could be, I mean, it could just be cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a much better story if they were well, all. Actually, yeah, is it to do, is it more devilly? Is it, what are the toxins? Is it witchcraft? Is yeah. it, not witchcraft, sorry, is it more like natural medicines kind of yeah, thing? It's kind yeah, of, it's more, it's diet based. I'm sticking with blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> we've got blowjobs, we've got... Oh, um, um, um. Nothing solid. <laughs> what are you saying? Nothing solid shall pass my lips. This, I mean, Sally is, is getting close. She's getting okay. close. She's getting close because it was fasting. Oh, right. This is what she was pushing. So, according okay. to her book, The Science of Fasting, she studied under Edward Hooker, Dewey, MD, who was a real doctor. Um, and it was a champion of fasting. He himself... Hooker worked. and Hazard. I know. This fall on CBS. <laughs> Would watch. Although I'd be disappointed when it's all about dieting. No, for fuck's sake. you or kill you. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that is the tagline. Now I will good. watch it again. Yeah. Even yeah. when I find out what it is, I'll be like, no, they, they're going to do something. Yeah. So he himself... When you stop eating, you discover what's eating you. Should we write... Right, let, let's stop this yeah, recording now. She was hungry for life. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then she realised she was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, I've just got to get off Instagram. It's really bad for me. <laughs> Only they didn't episode. have Instagram, so it was just really rapid portrait sketching. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, I'll never have those eyebrows. It doesn't matter. I'm they really fine. We'll rub them out with the rubber and you'll never <laughs> see them again. So Edward Hooker Dewey, MD, wrote a book called The No Breakfast Plan. The No Brexit Sorry, Plan. Sorry, no. I think we all heard Brexit and yeah. we got oh, a little we sad. Do, we could do with that book right now. No, it's called The No Breakfast Plan. <laughs> we would have voted plan. differently. No Breakfast yeah. Plan. What do you think that was about? Is that like going to school because you're too nervous to go to school? Because that's Wait, how I live. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really push myself out on a limb here, and I, I think it might be about not eating breakfast. Oh, Sally, you crazy <laughs> cat! <laughs> Katie, do you want to elaborate on that? Um, no eggs. You can have toast. <laughs> It is. To, it's to skip breakfast. You are completely right. Yeah, I don't um, know what gave that away. I think it was the no breakfast bit of the diet. I mean, you just read into it. Yeah, I did. I did. Some of uh, Edward Hooker Dewey MD's theories were labelled. <laughs> I just love that name. Hooker Dewey. Hey, Hooker Dewey. That's his name. Hooker Dewey. Is that hyphenated like Hooker hyphen Dewey? There's no hyphen in. It's just Hooker this, Dewey. Any hooker of it. Dewey. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so oh, is yeah. he called Dewey or Hooker? His surname is Dewey, so I could have just said Edward Dewey, MD. Edward Dewey. Dewey. D-E-W-E. Okay. Where's the Hooker come from? Eddie it was hooker just in Dewey. the middle of his it name. Didn't, okay. It didn't mean prostitution back then, right? No, it probably meant... To- Punching in the face. <laughs> yeah. Way better. <laughs> Edward Punching in the Face, Dewey, MD. Yeah. Uh, he, some of his theories were labelled foolish delusions and irrational in the by extreme. By who? His peers? Or well, yeah, by his peers, newspapers? by reviewers, by everyone. So um, he's not peer-reviewed, this guy? No. And also, like, he said, skip breakfast. Fuck this guy. Yeah, now they tell you to definitely eat breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Who is Because like- it would be called, like, don't breakfast. Hey. Don't break fast because that's what breakfast is. Break yeah, you're fast. breaking the fast of nighttime and not fast. eating. Yeah, it was basically just reverting it to fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Good morning, fast. Yeah. Well, he Linda, knows nothing about grammar. Old bloody Linda. <laughs> Linda Hazard. She believed it, and uh, she <laughs> released Linda a book. Hazard with her hot pants sliding over those courses. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> She, I mean, the thing about this story, which I love, is everybody was bloody releasing a book. And we think that self-publishing ah. has only come in in the last 10 years. But my God, Linda self-published a few Ooh. absolute bangers. Hot for it. She released a book called Fasting for the Cure of Disease. Mm. And she wrote in what I would say is a kind of Fifty Shades of Grey manner. Yeah. <gasps> so, like, I mean, it might just be the voice that I'm about to do, but uh, <laughs> this is a direct quote. Appetite is craving. Hunger <laughs> is desire. Craving is never satisfied. 
but desire is relieved when want is supplied. What? What does that mean? Was she was she originally English? Oh, I think she's American. Was she American? Because mm. that that's so kind of like we were um, repressed too, though. Don't forget. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like I don't know. I'm really drunk now. I can't remember <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> She's just trying to be a bit wanky, isn't she? I she's, think it's a bit wanky. Thinking, if you don't understand what I'm saying, you can she's just go, well, I'll not very bright, if you can't understand what right. I'm saying. Yeah, because appetite is craving. If you don't get it, I'm not going to tell you. But she also is stating <laughs> the obvious. Yeah. yeah. She's just sort of going like, oh, yeah. you're really hungry. She's reading out okay. the dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. So what she did, she created a sanitarium called Wilderness Heights, where impatience fasted for days, weeks or months. Uh, so there were three specific things they were told to eat. And what? this is how what? California was founded. Yeah. <laughs> what are their ailments, though? Uh, it, all sorts of things. All sorts of manner of ills. Some people don't need even disorders. Have. Well, this mm. is the thing. It wasn't necessarily a diet, which is interesting. Nobody at that time, I think, was craving being so, thinner. It was no. It was to try and get rid of their ills, sure. which is insane. Because all these incurable things that we're walking around with. Yeah, and then she, so she told them that there was three things that they could eat over this crazy, crazy time. Ooh, ooh. I know we say this about everyone, but she's the Gwyneth Paltrow of her day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I was going like, to say that. I'm like, wait, we said go it to this well a lot, <laughs> but it's just, and I don't want to like. It's a deep oh, well. Apparently, she's really nice. Why does everyone pick on her? But it's not science. It's yeah. really detrimental to uh, everyone's you know I, health. I, I have to say, uh, I, I do take issue with people who are very, very rich telling mm. us how to be happy when mm. actually the, the kind of the tell is that they're very rich. <laughs> I, I think, I think, Just do I what think I if do. I had somebody who was cooking all my food yeah. and doing all my housework uh-huh. and making me mm. go and train and whatever, yeah. I think I could look like... Um, Maybe a slightly wrinklier version of Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> uh, I could, but it's like, I just yeah. kind of go... What, it's just can't you afford to put quartz up your vagina? <laughs> but it's like, that's genuinely not science. There was this thing, and I insultingly can't remember her name, but she's this person that's like her... The gynecologist. Yes! Yes! It was in the paper I'm recently. I'm so sorry that I can't and remember her name either, but well, she's amazing. Her life's mission is to debunk it. Yeah. And it's like, this is not science. Well, You're to not Gwyneth. Yeah, because it's like so mm. harmful. Women don't need those things, but they do need these things. And the yeah. real truth is getting lost. And it's hard mm. enough to treat women because and of sexism. Also, Gwyneth, then... Gwyneth things are also very, very expensive. Yes, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a fa- like what she's doing is a fact. Fa- like, fa- like all this time that she's been doing goop, I felt sorry for her because everyone always attacks her. And for the- after reading this woman, I was like... I'm angry. Fuck this bitch. I'm, she's no defense you know of mine anymore. She's sorry, very much sorry. no, very much the Gwyneth Paltrow of the day. No, no, because she uh, likes to clean her vagina. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like. I like a messy vagina. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, she just doesn't a bit need. Like, shouldn't you have sorry, some Katie. bacteria down there? You need to have something. Yeah. There's a balance. There's a balance. She's good bacteria. Gwyneth yeah. Hazard. Let's go. Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> so the main diet, uh, which was the question, guys, was the small amounts of tomato juice asparagus juice and occasionally a small teaspoon of orange juice oh okay so you're oh, just my shit in your pants all day long your piss is gonna stink <laughs> yeah. what a, a place good... to be and oh. funnily and... enough this was the least of their worries wow oh there yeah. was more going on so she had no medical degree uh, but was licensed to practice medicine in Washington through a loophole <laughs> what's the loophole <laughs> love them loopholes was yeah. she really pretty what's the loophole uh, that meant some practitioners of alternative medicine could practice without a degree. Uh, this was due to something called the grandfather clause. Nice. Anyone want to guess what a grandfather Your clause is? Your grandfather's well, they put you on their knee and they go, you do whatever you want to do, honey. That's fine. Here's the original. I got all the money, little Gwyneth. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some homeopathy. You can't refuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just. Well, the grandfather clause, in actuality, is I'm from a, Portland. Come on, is a provision in which an old rule continues to apply to some existing situations, while a new rule will apply in all. Further oh, you were literally asking oh. my grandfather. Yeah, I'm saying. So that is that is Brexit. 
again. Well, kind of, kind Sorry. of. Until the new rules are written. Yeah. Yeah, I just I didn't understand any it? of that. It just sounded Grins like something a man would do to confuse us little women with our small little brains. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, no, but basically... Ladies, yeah, I just, your daddy had a daddy and he had some big ideas. He had his granddaddy's rules. <laughs> yeah, you I just get it out when you need it. But the grandfather clause is a crazy thing. Like, so this is a rule that basically says that she can sort of like do practice medicine in Washington mm. until and they outlaw it. Well, yeah, but she can continue to do it because she was doing it before they changed the rules. Wow! And these things like you. So these days you'd have something like a phone bill, and you'd have like your you know your phone tariff. Yeah. And if you were on an old phone tariff, you could continue to have that forever because you're mm. like that's what I've done since like two thousand and eight. Yes. Oh. Yes. But there, like I mean, there are protective racist policies that are sort of this covered is the by thing. the grandfather clause. This is the yeah. thing, yeah. It, it, well, I was looking into it and yeah, it's oh, all and based... It protects so racism. Just, just by the nature of its name, it's very patriarchal. It is, <laughs> right. it is. It's yeah, patriarchal. Why isn't it the grandmother's clause? Yeah, why isn't it grandmother's clause? That just means I know clothes. how to make yeah. a pie. It is. If you look into it, it's a hugely racist, awful... Like, this yeah. whole thing is oh, kind wow. of crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. But she got away with it, so... Um, Yay, white women sometimes. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So in her in her book, Fasting for the Cure of Disease, um, she backed up her theories by saying that everyone throughout history was fasting. So the ancient Greeks thought that while eating, oh, demons could enter do. your mouth. Could you imagine like who is that guy that's eating it's going nah, 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 that demons are entering me his very this drunk just like, I mean like yeah they always did, but like you know the Romans would have a banquet and have pots by the side so they mm. could vomit so they could eat that's more that's true things. in the vomitoriums that's not the right word is it vomitorium Vomit- I, I, think, I like it though no it they is should, it yes, actually it's is vomitorium yeah but um vomitorium just, probably like, in the Latin I've forgotten what it is now because I've had so much <laughs> no but it is it's horrible what did you say yeah Hannah? no you're right though. it was the what ancient Greeks say? I was with the ancient Greeks yeah. and apparently the and Romans sh- nicked it off them yeah. absolutely and apparently even Jesus fasted from time to time so he did 40 yeah, days and, and 40 nights he banged on about it in the Bible <laughs> wow 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 he's yeah. the winner of the Bible yeah couldn't it's fit it in famous. I think he did it like for 30 to 60 days yeah. I don't know how many days couldn't fit it into 40 oh, pages look at it 40 days and 40 nights so but the thing is if you've got Jesus on your side in the 18 whatever's I can't even remember I wrote this but um, <laughs> 2000 years ago so yeah. she continued to say impatience into the wilderness heights um, and when people started not coming out of the wilderness <gasps> heights can I just ask something go on right, these wilderness heights yeah. right <laughs> yeah is it a cave on top of a mountain? Do you know what? It's yeah, not. Where is it's it? An it's an actual it's a building. It's in Washington. So it's a proper kind so of thing. It's a proper house. It's a proper... Place with laws. But it makes mm. me think of that, the hotel in The Shining. When you said Wilderness yes, Heights. the Overlook. Yes. That's what oh. I thought was the Overlook. Come here. Don't eat. Let's see who yeah. comes out at the end. It has yeah. such a big vibe of that. This whole thing has... I mean, Ooh. fucking hell. Wilderness Heights sounds like something out of a really cool horror movie, right? Like, it's yeah. kind of... It's got flashes well, a bit on the nose. I mean, to be honest, it's a bit on the Love nose. It. So basically, we're looking okay. for a name that the locals started to call Wilderness Heights after they realised Red sort. Rum, Red Rum, <laughs> Red Rum, Murder Heights, Murder Heights. You're, I mean, you're close. Hungry Heights. That's very close. <laughs> Don't go there if you want to live. Heights. <laughs> Guys, it was Starvation Heights. Right. That's good. Yeah, that's just some right. yeah. Oh, sorry. Hungry Heights is just halfway up to the yeah. peak. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> go I'm full hungry, I'm not starving. <laughs> yeah. So it attracted many clients, some of them very wealthy. Oh, uh, my God. If her patients died, it was, she said it was because of something they would have died from anyway, and uh, not because of the starvation. TB. Exactly. Um, and Gonorrhea. Also, there was, yeah. <laughs> she gave them daily enemas, like the whole place uh, was we went, we went to like the Gwyneth d- card too soon. I'm sorry. Can continue. I just say, though, if you're like, surely, if you're doing daily enemas, you are going to have zero bacteria this left in your gut. This is the thing. And they continue to do it. Yeah. I said that Antibiotic is mountain. You are? I said antibiotic mountain because they would that. have no probiotic. <laughs> By the way, I guess that this is pre germ theory. I have no idea at the beginning. 
Yeah, I mean, so one guy called Earl Edward Erdman kept a diary while he Earl was there. Edward Erdman. And then <laughs> he's got a crazy he name. Died, I just have a so look at his and they change place sometimes. Earl Erdman. Earl Edmund Erdman. And he I'm kept his diary. Sure you're okay. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. and do you know what? I printed almost the whole of his diary, but I'm just going to read extracts because it's crazy. So February this is the first. Earl, day three, enema number five. But yeah, he doesn't mention the enemas. Sure, you wouldn't diary about them. Because men don't like to talk about their bottoms. And that's why... Unless it's something you don't want to hear. And then they're like, hey, yeah. I had a great shit the other night. Yeah, yeah come and look. It looked like, it looked like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Northern Ireland. Getting free of great britain so on that note i don't want to see that shit that's a a freedom shit freedom hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. (laughs) Earl Edmund Erdman said, February the 1st, saw Dr. Hazard and began treatment on this date. No breakfast, mashed soup for dinner, mashed soup sorry. for supper. So why mashed soup? Sorry. It's already liquid. Mashed soup. I have some problems. So doesn't he just mean soup? <laughs> yeah. Or is does he like mean... jumping in puddles? Or is he doing like mashed, mashed vegetables with a bit of water on top? <laughs> yeah. It's a great I question. I need mashed soup again, everybody. Oh, Yay! <laughs> we have questions. Do you I'm know sorry, what? is this organic? I cannot answer. Is it answer organically them. mashed? But mashed soup. Is that- it gluten free? <laughs> this was the last time he had a Probably. proper supper. Because what, mashed soup was, mashed soup was the big <laughs> one. And then we go on about a week and it's two oranges for breakfast. No dinner, no supper. Hang on. He had breakfast? I'm very yeah. confused already. Oh, no breakfast. So many fast. holes. He's had breakfast. Hey, that- but can I also hey. say as well, like two oranges is a lot of sugar. That's a Ooh. lot of oranges. Well, for somebody it's a lot of starvation. It's for somebody that is... Oh my God, this is what they do when they're trying to control people in cults. They starve them and then give them loads of sugar. Ooh. Yeah, because then you get a high and... Ooh. Yeah. Shit, this might be what's happening. Sorry, continue. Have no. we just solved this? Yeah. We might have solved this. It's a cult. But this is interesting what you say about the cult because he said on February 16th, he said one hot of strained tomato soup a.m. and p.m. slept better last night, head quite dizzy, eyes yellow streaked and red. Oh, oh that's so what's it called. My, yeah, my baby had that. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> February 17th, ate three oranges today. Again, that's the cult thing, giving them yeah. three oranges. And it goes on and on and on. Slept but little last night. Ate two oranges at 9am. Went after milk and felt very bad. I'm going to say what, 9am at 9am or 9pm? He no, ate two small getting, oranges at 9am. Oh, at 9am. Okay, breakfast oranges. And then he goes on about how he feels poorly. He doesn't feel great. He feels kind of bad. Do you think it might be because he's, he's only eating oranges? Oh, yeah, he's going high and then crashing. Soup. His uh-huh. body's going to starvation and then he's feeling grateful when he gets sugar. 100%. So 56 days after he'd been... Oh. Oh, starvation that's, that's, that's enough to control a person um, I, it, we again, don't know his ailments we don't know his ailments but it's never it's interesting because it's never to do with losing weight it's not to do with looking better it's no, just no. side effect and also people that didn't even have ailments there was this obsession with sort of feeling better healthy. and looking better and being healthier so one of two things either he died and okay. then these are his testament or he came out of there feeling absolutely fucking oh, great. Yeah. And then he 
his diaries became eat the oranges, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I was too negative. That, that wasn't it, was it? Earl he, of the Orange. He died. He died. Yeah. He died. <laughs> very, very yeah. dead. It's got to be said though. A few people at this um, at this place did say they felt better. However, um, so um, I could maybe eat five oranges today. <laughs> maybe five. Um, Earl was hospitalised and died of starvation. So before Linda was that taken, that was his cause of death. Starvation. Not whatever he had. Fucking starvation. Starvation. But he, Fuck. Linda wasn't taken to court by him. He, uh, she was taken to court by another person and was accused of the murder of Claire Williamson, who was a wealthy British woman. Uh, she weighed less than 50 pounds at the time of her death. Hang on, so hang on. Oh, hang on, oh, so 50 is pounds is yeah. under, under four stone? I know, or just over four stone. Her periods would definitely have stopped. Do you think she was found guilty of the murder of this woman? No, well, I think they would have found her innocent of it and would have said it was Lin- Linda. She was obviously very poorly. Okay, yeah, that's what Linda would have said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. Okay. And because she was, what was she? Uh, she was from England and she was rich. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think treatment. her family. Um, Called in the big favours. Well, I think her family would have gone, hold on, we're not sure about this. And also yeah. maybe mm. they might be a little bit litigious. I okay. think they could get some money. But looking at your face, Hannah, I'm thinking not a word that I've said. Is well, it's like, anyway, no, that's interesting because that's no. back in the olden days when Britain was more litigious than yeah. America. So and now still everything from you. So I guess litigious. we learned how to be litigious. Well, it? in 1912, she was convicted of manslaughter. So it wasn't mm. murder um, for the death of Claire Williamson. So she and was. Did they shut down the ranch or whatever the hell it was called? Well, w- Wilderness Heights. Wilderness Heights. <laughs> yes. Hungry High. <laughs> this Stop. spring on Fox. Yeah, the I'll trial. Is- I'm hungry. So am I, Patricia. <laughs> Let's Have an go. orange. <laughs> and then nothing else. Shut up. <laughs> But this is where it goes a bit weird because it was proven that Hazard had forged Williamson's will and <gasps> stolen most oh, of her valuables. Oh, no. So okay. she, oh, so she's not just... Now, can I just say... Go on. ...that I think that if her parents had anything to do with this, that is why, because they were going to lose money. Yes! Interesting, Ooh. okay. But totally wrong. No, that's... No, no, well, it, it, it brings some more family members in. So Williamson's sister... I thought she was just a well-meaning spiritual healer up until now, but she hey, wants money. She's a bit of a... She's but a, there's a bit of me that's going, have I already written this as yeah. a script? <laughs> there is a little bit of me going, this is a little bit like a script. You can say it's based on a royal thing. Yeah. Um, So Williamson's sister, Dorothea, also took the treatment and it is alleged only survived because an uncle showed up just in time to remove her from the compound. Why the fuck did a British family... I know. English-British family go... I know we've got two daughters that aren't very well, and we're that all really potentially a bit funny about their food. (laughs) Why don't we... Send them to America. Yeah, where anything could happen. Yeah. I know. And it's Wilderness Heights. Sounds like a great place to go. Yeah. It's very, it's really odd because in one... Women didn't get to travel alone very much in those days either. Or maybe that's why they went, because they went together. Actually, and also, British women famously were allowed to travel. I've been reading... um, Charlotte Bronte novel, Villette. Yeah. Is it called Villette? And she's unusual, so she travels on her own. She's British, and she travels to France to, to be become a governess, a, like a teacher governess yeah. at this French school. And everyone's like, oh, "You're travelling on your own? Oh, you're British? Oh, fine, yeah." <laughs> and like, you and tart. yeah, they, like, the British were like, "Yeah, whatever. We trust our women." Whereas the French women were like, "No, you must be chaperoned." And that was like this big divide, like on the continent. Yeah, but and the French women used to wear dresses that had their breasts exposed with their nipples rouged. Well, that I cannot comment on. <laughs> I imagine rouging your nipples. Anyway, so um, yeah, so Dorothy. In my head, I've got Jack Nicholson running this health spa <laughs> in eighteen nineties America, and there's some tits <laughs> with so, loads of topless women. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's essentially that. I'm not gonna hurt you, Earl. So, no. how do you think the Williamson sisters raised the alarm to the uncle? A letter. 
a letter. I mean, it's not. It's not. Yeah, far, there's far, not far. that many alarms in no, that day. Not. <laughs> okay. So no. by the time that the uncle got there, Claire had already died. Dorothea was too weak to leave on her own, weighing less than sixty pounds, and the uncle was made to pay more than one thousand dollars as a ransom to get her. Hold out. on a minute. Oh, oh, right. So, so what, dark year, turn. what year is this? This is eighteen ninety. Yeah, it would be like early, early. So 1900s. that is like hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Of yeah. It's a lot of money. Yes. It's a lot of money. So why was that? Are you going to tell us? <laughs> well, no, not really. I well, mean, Hannah, why are you telling us? <laughs> why did he have to pay all that? It's a charlatan. She's this kind no, of fraudster. No, no, but why couldn't he just pay go? us to get your family? Why member did he out? have to pay her all that money? Did he say you're doing such a great job? In fact, we want all the family to come. I Let mean, me put a little down payment <laughs> down, and they it's can a come good on. Que- it's a good question. And where was sexy Samuel? <laughs> well, Dorothy he was looking her. mournful at the window, and there was just one solitary <laughs> tear because <laughs> of his past Cheek. trauma, which we still don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So Dorothy yeah. later. Series three, we'll find out. But in series four, I think they're going to get together. <gasps> nice. Or maybe it's with his sister. Oh, no, her sister, because no. his sister would be like. Okay, if bit... that happens, I'm stopping watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dorothy attests Hunger Hill on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> at trial. So there was a trial, and the prosecution entered evidence showing Linda forged checks and was fraudulently draining the estates of her victims. Oh, uh, Linda! But old bloody uh. Lind, she claimed that she was the victim of an organised persecution from the medical profession. Oh, that's such a phrase. She oh, said I'm being persecuted. It's a witch hunt. Literally, she said to the press. I intend to get to the stand and show up that bunch. They've been playing checkers, but now it's my move. I'll show them a thing or two when I get to the stand. What are you going to do with your checkers, Linda? Do you think her lawyer ever let her take the stand? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that her lawyer was related to Samuel. The, uh, <laughs> Sexy Samuel. The orderly who is in love with Dorothea, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, no... I would imagine that her lawyer would go, don't go anywhere near that, Sam. Yeah. Um, because you sound like you're a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> An angry murderer. Uh, Taylor, anything to add? Because no. Sally has sort of got it spot on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Um, so Hazard was sentenced to two to 20 years in prison. Two to 20. Two to 20. We can't make her mind up. Maybe it's only 24 months. Maybe. It's like, how long do you think she served? Yeah. And I think it's said two. probably about a year and a half. <laughs> Taylor? Oh, four and a half years. It depends. I mean, two like, if maybe 20. any of the stories gain traction later, then maybe, like, oh, she needs to stay in but prison. Seven it's years. A like, it's a little bit like... Well, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because eating disorders are really, really complicated. And I would imagine... I mean, and it's like, I know that, like, you know, most eating disorders are not about getting thin they're about having control about your life and everything so i don't i don't know because i imagine a lot of her patients might feel quite grateful some of i mean some of them did which is crazy some of them are like oh this is you know oh did she die in prison no she said paltroism oh that's what i said two years you did and you told you two years two years the minimum sentence no literally the governor ernest lister gave her a full pardon wow bearing in mind she'd literally forged someone's fucking will so it's amazing so why did he give her a fault? Because she had a hot body. Was she hot? Is this what it is? I tried to find out why he did it and I couldn't find out. But all I know is what, what do you think she did next? She moved to a different country. What Can country? I say though, Go what on. about if the reason he did that is because his wife oh. had gone to stay at Wilderness Heights and he'd wanted to get rid of his wife. And so she'd gone up to Wilderness Heights She'd starved to death on her one orange and he day. Was glad and he thickens. was glad. And it was like, yeah, this, this is right. And she'd said, I want to go, I want to go. Darling, I want to leave, I want to leave. She's, she's from London. It's like, <laughs> Darling, I just want to leave, I want to leave. You've got to get him out of, out of Hunger Heights, Starvation Heights. And he's gone, but you look so much better. Oh. And then she goes. That's a sad storyline. And he goes, okay little Miss Hazard in your hot pants sliding over those horses. <laughs> Slide over your horse once more and we'll give you the minimum sentence. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh, a deal. A deal was done. This is very... To kill the judge's wife. Is that it? Have we it, got it, It's very well what could have happened. I but, but it don't wasn't know. anything like Hannah, it. Hannah, it could have been. prove it. 
That was exciting. It could have been. I think he was getting blowjobs off her. <laughs> well, she and her husband moved oh, to whoa, New... Whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, She's married. Hey, there's a Mr. Hazard? I don't know. She got married at some point. Who gives a shit? And Is she moved to New Zealand. He did the accounts, Katie. He wasn't. Did he? She's hey. Nicky Will. Was he actually Dorothea's dad? Was he the grandfather? Was he? Was he? Was he grandfather? Was he the grandfather that created the grandfather's law? Do you know so what? His name was no. Claus. Grandfather Claus. You <laughs> <laughs> see what she did there? Uh, they moved to New Zealand, where she practiced as a dietitian. Yeah, they went to New Zealand. I it's mean, mad. that's not close. I'm just going to no. point that out geographically. Particularly in like 1910 or something. That yeah, is, I, mean, I mean, you have I mean, to take like, like a paper or aeroplane. Isn't New Zealand like literally? the other side of the world mm-hmm. the other mm. side of the world it literally yeah. is I mean, you it have lovely. to I mean it does look like a very green it's England beautiful there, it? um, so she moved to New Zealand where she practiced as a dietitian and osteopath um, but d- uh, do you think that you can get away with just pretending to be a doctor in New Zealand do you know yes what? No. do you know what I like to think that New Zealand has got much higher um, standards okay. than they have in America or Britain and so they saw her for what she was okay. and they got her sorry fucking ass in prison but looking at your face I don't think that's what happened. Sally I think she gone. sailed into the sunset Sally was completely right um, and she was charged in Auckland under the Medical Practitioners Act for practicing medicine without oh, being she registered was in to do so. Yeah. So she was fined five pounds plus oh, cost. <laughs> That'll teach you <laughs> five pounds. This is more serious than deaths. <laughs> yep. Uh, apparently forty five Four hundred and fifty pounds today. What? No, no. Sorry, five pounds. Is that really the exchange rate? Yeah, not exchange, but you know, inflation. That's probably more. Worth more like five billion. It's five billion, Uh, guys. It's five billion. (laughs) So what was next for Linda? I've been listening to a whole load of stuff about Hollywood and all the money they earn, and it must be at least five hundred million. Yeah. Well, you've heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> it's £450. <laughs> so what was next for Linda, guys? Um, I can tell you that she returned to Washington after... Wait, so she has to pay a fine yeah. in New Zealand and she then leave. She paid a fine. Did she she had a, to leave. Did she do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been huge. she doesn't get arrested. She pays the fine and she fucks up. No, so she goes back to Washington. What do you think she did once she was there? What's I your think- name? My name is Duke. Really? I have an idea for Can you. I wear shorts yet? No? Okay. <laughs> but look at those two horses over there with that car. Can I just, that, that car, can I just slide over them? I think that she <laughs> married Dorothea's father. And Ooh. he was really glad to get his two daughters out of the way because he'd always known she would kill them and that's what he wanted. And, and then it was all a thing just to get to her because get his end he was obsessed with Daisy Duke from... Hazard County. <laughs> he got confused. I love having drama writers on this because that is way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but really, she she returned to Washington, <laughs> opened a new sanitarium, but because the grandfather clause no, no longer mountain. Ooh, the law had changed. Yeah, it no longer admitted to her. How did she navigate that? So she, uh, it was known publicly as a school of health. Ugh. Her medical license had been revoked. But yeah, she uh, continued to supervise fast until something happened in 1935. What happened? She, no, everybody died. Everybody no, died. 1930 what? Five. Oh, 35. Well, we're knee deep in depression. Something happened specifically Ooh, to the oh, school oh, of health. Penicillin! I, no. I, I, <laughs> I think that she got somebody in who was actually really really super well connected whether or not it was one of the Hursts or one of the things and actually she's now got somebody who is really rich and really well connected and they are going to bring that motherfucker down wait 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 okay all of the medical all of the amazing miraculous medical advances that have happened in the last century were between the 1930s and the 1980s (gasps) that was when kidney dialysis was invented that was when all of the big drug advances nothing that impressive has happened since the 80s Okay. Um, something good happened in 1935. There was no, no way you were oh, going to get this. Hold on a minute. Can I, okay. Go on. No, no. Okay. Okay. Sally sees a challenge. She sees a challenge. You're no. never going to get this. <laughs> 
I think you underestimate us, Miss George. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, of course, the other thing is, is that Hollywood is around. So maybe somebody Ooh. in Hollywood has gone, hey, I'm going to buy the she rights. She signs an option. I'm going to buy the rights to this story. And as they investigate it, they go, hold on. She's a fucking murderer. She's killed all these people. Yeah, 40 odd and people. And then they go, let's get a law, let's get a case against her. Mm. And maybe it's a class action because maybe Alicia Flor- Florick has got involved. And Diane. Do you know, you know what? It's no. something that very specifically happens to her very specific building that she's in. She gets oh. thrushed. It's. <laughs> Your vagina is your building. It catches fire. It catches fire. It gets flooded. Uh, it's it spot on. You guys said it at the same time. It it burns to the ground. With her in it. I didn't say that. No, I did it. I bow to you. There was very, very little information about what happened, but it did burn to the ground. In 1938, she died. The she fire. died whilst fasting. Are you kidding? She went she on a fast. Actually did? And she actually I died. She got high on her own supply and she, died. Yeah. So she actually That's believed? What? So basically, guys, she died whilst fasting. Here is to Linda Hazard. Cheers, guys! Drunk women solving crime. Okay, so now we go on to the last bit of the podcast, which okay. is a listener crime. Oh, yeah. Now, today's crime comes from Adrienne, and she is a listener who has written to us. And this is a, this is an interesting case, and guys, I, I want you to listen up. So she says, Dear drunk women, my question to you is, was I almost murdered? Oh, shit. I've always been active online since I was about 14 or 15. Um, and also, I've always met people online, always in a public, and I've never had a problem. Fast forward to around 2002 or so. So she was 14 Ooh, or 15. She's, yeah. two, she's, two, she's 14 in 2002. She was 14 in 1994. So 2002, she'd be about sort of like 20. 22. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit, she's my age. Sally, okay. Sally can do math. Um, so she says, I'm chatting online with a guy in Saskatchewan, Canada, and we're hitting it off. So after a while of chatting, I decide to go out to Saskatchewan and meet him. There was no red flags while planning, planning the trip. I was staying in a hotel, and I think... I had planned to stay for 10 days. Prior to this trip, I had met two other people that I'd met online and flew out and visit with them in a public place, which was fine. And that public place was an airport. So I met this guy in an airport because a psycho isn't going to kill you immediately in an airport. I mean, solid, sure. We can all agree. Okay, good logic. Yes. The weird shit started happening after we left the airport. We go out to eat, and even though I tell him that I'm not very hungry because I'm so nervous, he orders me a lot of food and then gets mad at me when I say I can't eat even half of it. Ugh, that is a red flag. Uh Uh-huh. He also starts lecturing me on my salt usage. I'm in my early 20s. Thank you, Sally. Uh, (laughs) Salt usage isn't a big concern of mine. Regardless, he starts monitoring my salt intake. The next day... Can I just say, I went to Champneys bit middle class oh, I know mate. I had one holiday this do year it, it was one do day it. at Champneys <laughs> and it's because I was 50 I'd got a gift voucher for loads of treatments at, at Champneys and every single person I saw for treatment said you eat a lot of crisps don't you <laughs> You've got a lot of... Anyway, go back to your story. It's like okay. getting the salt into right. it. Sally is on your side because this salt shit is yeah, crazy. Yeah, but I don't yeah. like all the feeding them lots of food. Anyway, no, on. regardless, he starts monitoring my salt intake the next day. My body, to the my main salt. story. Yeah. My body, my salt. The next day, we go in and get my lost... Oh, she lost her luggage on the way. She goes to get the luggage at the airport. And then he complains about the size of his her luggage. And then, um, and then they put it in the trunk of his car. And she sees that he has a shovel in the trunk. Ew. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, what month is this that what? she's come to stay? I mean, well, this is Canada, so yeah. hang on. Is this there snow? What mo- yeah, what month is it? I don't know exactly what month This is a pertinent question. It really is. But he, she says, I'm like, you have a shovel in your trunk. And he's like, yeah, it's for the snow. But don't worry about the cable ties. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So she says, basically, she comes from a place that has a lot of snow. And she's like, that's not the kind of shovel you use for snow. Ooh, that's not a show shirt. Hang on. <laughs> that's, 
not a snow shovel. That's not a show shovel. It's a show shovel with yes hands. That'll be the catchphrase. Yes hands says I'm to you. When we make the Disney version of this, that's not a snow shovel. That's This is just for murder. It's my murder shuffle. Dig me out of this bad date. Oh, I'm gonna go home real late and eat as much salt as I want. (laughs) If I survive. She says, she says it's a spade. It's a dirt digging shovel. So she says she points this out to him and he makes the excuse that any shovel can be used on snow. Uh, But she's from the northeast and she knows the spade. But she just said dirt and he said snow. Yeah. So that's Let's cool the whole thing off. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, um, the trip was horrible. Um, He was a complete nut job. Um, He was just batshit. You say murder. I say say murder. (laughs) I say attention. (laughs) Let's call the whole thing off. Or maybe let's just get married. You say stocking, I say romance. (laughs) She paid $250 to leave five days early because it was so horrible. That's a good call. Yeah, I think we we can agree. I mean, okay, so she had one rule on this trip. She said that she had to call her mum every single day at four o'clock. And if she didn't call, her mum was literally going to immediately call the police and notify that she was dying in a ditch. And she wasn't joking. So every single day she made sure she called home at four and she didn't tell her about the shovel in the trunk until maybe 10 years had passed. Uh, And she says, now listening to your podcast, I wonder (laughs) if Name Redacted is some kind of unknown Saskatchewan serial killer. And because of my nagging mum, I wasn't murdered. Or maybe it was my salt intake. So uh, was I going to be murdered? What do you think, Adrian? I have to say there are some pre-indicators for a murderer there. Uh Like for sure. All the things on the list that like are now coercive control is a crime. Woohoo! Yeah. Mm. All of those things, there are some definite pre-indicators there that are slightly troubling. Yes. I mean, I think the fact that she was meeting him in an airport, mm. but but not only that, right? That he was meeting her in an airport and yeah. going to take her off. So that is like, Control. if you look at it from the other side, that's not totally a normal totally. thing to be doing. Mm. And then immediately, yeah. like, criti- I mean, the size of her luggage. I'm sorry, what is he? The baggage police? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so. But I just think she needs to be a bit careful about people that she goes out to meet but also she shouldn't be worrying about what nearly happened okay she should be grateful for what didn't happen but also the biggest clue saskatchewan (laughs) (laughs) if this guy is still at large we maybe need to just like have a cop call in on him just check but any, can I just say his like, fingernails any other DNA under there if you think guy is too good to be tro- true troll <laughs> if you think a guy is too good to be true then maybe it's because he is but then having said that I, I'm married you know I got engaged to my husband after six days so he could have been a murderer it could have been him who was stealing from me all the time Did and I just ever question right? your salt intake though yeah. uh, I feel like the keepers yeah. don't insult your salt intake no one yeah. talks about your salt um, intake unless they're yeah like and that and that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> just the he insulted her luggage he, he insulted her salt yeah he he was nagging her from the off do you know what and she left five days early and I think yep. well, we can, okay, money well spent because and can you, I just say that money that she because obviously it mattered to her how much money she had to spend to get yep. out of it that was every dollar was yeah well every spent. dollar's yeah. worth yeah. it cheers here's you girl cheers, cheers. and also everybody listen to your um, what's that word instinct yes <laughs> <laughs> what's that word Right, just before we leave, Sally, tell us, what are you up to? What's next? So, uh, at the start of 2020, I don't know when it's going to be, but I've got an episode of Vera out. Hello. I am very, very, very excited about because the kind of, the central idea didn't change from the very first moment I met them. Wow. That's amazing. That's very special. Um, And then, first week of February, uh, I've got my play, I Think We Are Alone, which is Frantic Assembly's 25th anniversary show, co-directed by... Um, Scott from Frantic Assembly, Scott Graham, and Kathy Burke. Whee! 
come on. The legend. And um, that opens uh, in Plymouth Theatre Royal, uh, first week of February. It then goes on to uh, Liverpool Playhouse and then goes on a big tour, comes into London, goes off. And that is... That's really, really, really exciting. So I feel a bit like this year has been like just all my dreams come true. Oh, amazing. Here's to that. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hey, true crime fans. Have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.